Hello, welcome to Series 2, Episode 32 of the LDS Study Session with your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, this is the LDS Study Session with Come, Follow Me. And so as, as such, we are going to continue with our Come, Follow Me st uh, study, found in January the 27th to February the 2nd, 1st Nephi 16 to 22, I will prepare the way before you. And we're looking at the section entitled, I can liken all scriptures to myself. Uh, which is covering 1 Nephi 19, 23 to 24, and chapters 22, 20 to 22. Here we are, folks. We are in the Isaiah chapters of the Book of Mormon. We have been awaiting this, uh, and we are now here. And uh, the Isaiah chapters are, are difficult in the Book of Mormon, um, simply because we've got so many clear doctrines and principles and experiences shared in plain uh, words to be read in the Book of Mormon, and then we reach these chapters, and suddenly we are steeped in Old Testament imagery and prophecy. And so the question is to myself, well, why, why, why do we have these things in here? And I think that uh, we need to remember that there's lots to learn. Uh, I was um, on my mission, uh, and we were teaching a, a less active member, uh, but she still obviously had strong faith in, in the Book of Mormon and its truthfulness. Because when we started talking about the Book of Mormon, we started sharing a couple of our, our I, th I think we were sharing our favorite scripture or our favorite story from the Book of Mormon. And, we, and it got to her and she said, well, actually, you know, for me, it's the Isaiah chapters. And I was just stunned. I just said to her, really? Like, despite all these clear principles taught and doctrines about the atonement and uh, faith and plan, the plan of salvation and all the experiences and stories that we have in the Book of Mormon, your favorite parts of the Isaiah chapters. I mean, why, why is that? And she just said, well, if you look at Isaiah, all those things that you just said are taught in there, and if not, more things, and they're just so relevant to us. Um, and I, I was just, my mind was blown, and I just asked her, well, how, how, how have you come to that? Like, what, what do you do about, with your study which helps it make it so clear? And she actually gave two things. One of those things uh, was taught by President Henry B. Eyring and is quoted in the manual. Uh, and he says, quote, I read Isaiah's words, assuming Nephi picked out the parts of Isaiah that I, uh, that I, without worrying about the imagery, could take directly to my heart as if the Lord were speaking to me, close quote. And this is such, this is probably the most important principle that the things in Isaiah, if you look past the imagery, are simple instructions and directions to us we just need to look past kind of the old world references and the applications to Isaiah, uh, to uh, the, the children of Israel and apply it to ourselves instead. Um, the second thing she said was interesting. She said that she studies the, the verses in the Book of Mormon alongside the verses in actual Isaiah in the Old Testament. And there's a few reasons why she does that. One, it focuses her mind and helps her to read it a couple of times just to let the words sink in. Also, if there are any differences, they're important to say note of and consider why are there those, are those differences. Uh, and also, when you study the two side by side in the um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints edition of the scriptures, there are usually two sets of footnotes which help kind of triangulate meaning for her. Uh, and I just found that fascinating. And I did do this on my mission and I studied them as soon as she said that. And actually, I did learn a lot more uh, from these chapters. There are great things if we liken them to us. As Nephi taught in 1 Nephi chapter 19, verse 23, he said, And I did read many things unto them uh, which were written in the books of Moses, but that I might, might more fully persuade them to believe in the Lord their Redeemer. I did read uh, unto them that which was written by the prophet Isaiah, 
for I did liken all scriptures unto us, that it might be for our profit and learning. Um, and did you catch that? Nephi said, so that he might more fully persuade them about Jesus, he read Isaiah. I mean, again, is that the thing that we turn to first if we're trying to persuade someone about the, the truth of the Saviour? Isaiah? Well, for clearly Nephi, someone who obviously studied the scriptures intently, it was. And so there's something there that we can learn from clearly as well. Uh, there's a quote given by President Russell M. Nelson in a talk uh, that was given in uh, April 2014 called Let Your Faith Show. And he said, quote, My dear brothers and sisters, what are we missing in our lives if we are ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth? We can gain great knowledge from the scriptures and obtain inspiration through prayers, prayer and faith. And then he went on further to say, We should liken all scriptures unto us for our profit and learning. Danger lurks when we try to divide ourselves with, it, with expressions such as my private life or even my best behavior. Close quote. So this uh, applying the scriptures to us is such an important uh, principle in our lives. Even when we go to the temple and we learn in the endowment, the things we learn there should be applied as if we were there ourselves, as if we are in, that, in, in the stories and experiences that we learn about. Uh, and again, that is a principle that is said, but do we actually do it? Uh, I was given the opportunity to learn that again a couple of evenings ago, and it just hit home again just how much there is that we should be applying into our lives, but sometimes we just let it wash over us. So let's dive in to First Nephi chapter 20, verses 1 to 9. Now, the Come Follow Me manual starts us off really well. It tells us to consider what we learn about the children of Israel in these verses. Then it tells us to consider how this applied to Lehi or Nephi and his family. And then why Nephi shares it with us, how it applies to us today. So in these first verses of 1 to 9, the manual asks us, what phrases in these verses describe the children of Israel? Then how do they describe Laman and Lemuel? And then what warnings and applications do you find for yourself? So I love that kind of progression of, okay, what's it saying contextually? Then how does that apply to Nephi and his situation, perhaps his brothers in this particular in these particular verses? And then how could they apply to us? What do we need to be careful of? Uh, and that that is great because as you look in verse 20, there is clear messages of pride, of uh, you know being more humble, uh, in verse 4 it says, And I did it because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and a, and a brow, and thy brow brass. Um, so there's reasons why the children of Israel had certain things happen to them, because they needed to be humbled, they needed to turn to the Lord. Uh, and he, he did this because he loves them. In verse 9 it says, Nevertheless, for thy name's sake will I defer mine anger, and for my praise will I refrain from thee, that I cut thee not off. Uh, and this obviously applies to Laban and Lemuel so many times that they did things uh, which, I mean, we were having this discussion in our Come Follow Me a couple of evenings ago, again about Laban and Lemuel, uh, and my wife said, you know, in this experience we were talking about the, the breaking of the bow. You know, in this experience, Nephi would be so difficult to live with. I mean, even his father, you know, didn't want to have any anything to do with him until he had some time to cool off, and then Nephi came back with that plan and his father and everyone else repented. Uh, but, you know, if we're in that situation, we might have found that difficult too. Um, so, you know, sometimes we, we are in that situation. Now, again, I did make the point also that whilst I agreed and Laman and Lemuel did 
you know, have a lot of natural tendencies which we fall into many times. They also did things which we probably wouldn't ever do, such as beating our brother with sticks or tying him up and leaving him to die in the wilderness and so on. But I think that whilst they are an extreme version, there are things that we fall into the traps of in terms of our attitude and how uh, we, we deal with trying to listen to the things that we need to be said to be said to us and the lord is very patient with us as we learn in verse 9 uh, and that's you know a, a blessing to us that he is willing to be patient with us and do that he wants to forgive us in april 2013 uh, craig a uh, god gordon or gordon said this quote while speaking to elders assembled in kirtland the lord said i will that you should overcome the world wherefore i will have compassion upon you the Lord knows our weakness and the eternal consequences of the world upon imperfect men and women. The word wherefore in this verse is his affirmation that it is only by virtue of his compassion that we may ultimately overcome the world. How is that compassion made manifest? To these same elders in Kirtland, he said, I have forgiven you in your sins. The Saviour wants to forgive. Close quote. This is such a great blessing, a principle that we learn from the, book of, uh, from the books of Isaiah. And then we read in 1 Nephi 20, uh, 17 and 21, about how the Lord guides, guided the children of Israel. This could be applied to Lehi. And then obviously, as we have applied this to Nephi and Lehi's journey, it can be applied to us. I think that's fascinating that when we read it in the Book of Mormon about how they were guided by the Lehona and guided you know, to the parts of the wilderness, we find that application easy. But then when we read, when we read things like in these verses... And thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I have sent him, the Lord thy God, who teacheth thee to profit, who leadeth thee by the way, thou shouldst go, hath done it. And then in verse 21, And they thirsted not, he led them through the deserts, he caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them, he clave the rock also, and the waters gushed out. For some reason, we find that more difficult to apply to ourselves, because it's in Isaiah, and the, and the language perhaps is a bit different. But the same principle is there guiding through the desert, guiding to more blessed parts where we can receive nourishment and strength from the Lord. All of these things are in the books of Isaiah, and yet we find them more difficult to apply than perhaps if the, when the same principle is taught and even the same imagery is used in the Book of Mormon. I find that fascinating because I fall victim to that many times. And so I certainly am not, not going to shy away from this uh, study of Isaiah. In fact, now I can't wait. Uh, and so this study, unfortunately, has to come to a close. We've reached our time. But I hope that as you study Isaiah, that you start to apply some of these to yourselves as well. And I will do the same. Uh, I'm grateful to share this with you. And I hope that uh, you've been able to learn something from it. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.